Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Welcome, everybody. I'm on my way to work this morning, and I'm noticing there's a lot of farmers out there who have been busy preparing the ground. I love me some fresh tillage. Something in my spirit rejoices when I see old hard dirt packed down from a year of labor producing. When I see that ground get chewed up and broken up and pliable again, something about that just thrills me. I even like the smell when you put manure on it. Maybe not right up close and personal, but you know, if there's just a little hint of that in the air, only a little, I'm, I'm cool with it. Because that means that they're going to be growing something. Something going to be produced. Lately I've been doing a lot of mowing. Mowing away all the high weeds. And I am just about done with that process. And let me tell you, it's like a whole new lawn. I don't intend on keeping it mowed like I do the, the main part of the lawn, but having all the dry, dead stuff cut down, chewed up, so it can be fertilizer basically for the the stuff that's growing which is really just green grass and hay and clover and stuff like that to me it looks a whole lot more appealing than looking at all that dead stuff if I want to look at dead stuff I can look around me and in the land around me there's plenty of that there I don't need to contribute to the dead so anyway, what have you got on your agenda this year? This spring, summer, fall, winter. Speaking of winter, I was mowing last night, and I don't know if we actually got it or not, but there was thought that we were going to get some frost last night. I'm not sure that happened, but it got pretty cold out there. And as I was mowing, I could feel it. And I had layers on, and I had earmuffs on, and still, I was, I didn't, I probably could have mowed all the rest of those high weeds, but I was getting chilled to the bone. And I thought, well, you know, either I make myself sick trying to get all this stuff, stuff done in my own power, or maybe I just let time be my friend, and I come back and finish it off tonight when I'm rested, warm. You know, that kind of thing. So I had this little argument in my head. Should I finish? Or should I not? And the wiser brain won. And I packed it in and got a nice hot shower and good to go. So, but what, what are your plans for this year? Do you have some? I have about five years worth of plans for this next year. And because of that, I really need to write my plans down. It says in the Word of God that we should write down the plan. Make it plain. 
I should write down my plan. Because if there's one thing I've learned in my uh, 20 some odd years of my life is that if I don't make a plan to do something, it, it's probably not going to get done. And you know, one of my issues is I, I have all these plans and I have all these dreams to be accomplished. But unless I write them down, sometimes I lose track of the things I need to do. Or worse, because what's likely more likely to happen is you've got plans that require other plans that you have to be fulfilled, right? So there's a progression. You know, if I forget something, my big grandiose plan can't happen until this subordinate one happens. And if I forgot about the subordinate one, I'm just never going to get to that to that big one. Case in point, I have a bed that we bought, nice shabby chic kind of bed, but we're wanting to refinish it to be better shabby chic. That's kind of funny. The shabby chic bed we bought just a little bit too shabby, so we're going to do it over and make it just a little less shabby, but shabby enough to be considered shabby chic. But I got to get that thing done before we can put it in the guest bedroom to be enjoyed by guests because we'd like to airbnb you know what i'm saying well i can't do an airbnb unless that bed's done i can't really say did you bring your sleeping bags see that nice carpet right there that's where you sleep that's not gonna fly i gotta get certain things done and i just got i just realized something as this truck passed me going maybe 15 miles over the speed limit and he's been on my tail and for a while until he got this passing lane and this is reminding me that in your process of plans and reaching your goals whose goals are they they're your goals they may be given to you by god or they may be you know your goals but they're your goals and uh if there's somebody behind you trying to go 15 miles over the speed limit and you're going your speed, don't get stressed out. Don't fear that you're not going fast enough toward your goals. Go at your pace. Now I pray that you are praying and asking the Lord for the right kind of speed, I guess. The right kind of reliance on Him. The right kind of strength and boldness to do what you're called to do. I pray that you're asking him for that and he will give that to you. But don't let that other person direct the rate at which you accomplish your goals. I mean, you can have people that you trust that can spur you on and encourage you, but I think in life that there will be some people who, because of their personalities or whatever, they're demanding of you to do something different. And you're going to have to say, look, that's a boundary that you're crossing that you probably ought not. This is my life. This is my goal that I'm looking for. Now, if you're a teenager and you're hearing me say that, note, put a big old asterisk by this one. Your parents are your parents. They've earned the right to prod you and to help direct you. Now, hopefully they are seeking the Lord in this process and seeking your heart when it comes to you know future directions in your life but part of their job is to make sure that you don't couch potato your life away so 
they're kind of allowed to be a little bit of a prod for you. You're going to have to seek the Lord yourself to remember your life as a believer is your life as a believer. It shouldn't be, well, I'm a believer because my mom and dad are believers. No. As you're in your teenage years and as you mature, you realize that your life serving God, that's your choice. The family may serve the Lord, but you need to make a decision for you. And then the plans that God has given you, the plans that you have, they can be fulfilled easier if you're relying on the source of your strength. Cool? But just remember, you know, your parents, you know, I know, I remember. I remember being a teenager and I remember thinking, you know, I'm my own person now, mom and dad. I want to make my decisions myself. Well, that's good when it comes to Christianity and, and what and how you believe and, and why you believe and the decision you made to believe. But also remember that you're in you're you're under their roof. And I want to tell you that they've earned the right to help you find your way. I do remember being a teen and I do remember thinking, you know, my parents are just the previous generation. They just don't understand the new generation. And I do, so I'm going to make decisions because I know things better than they do. I want you to know this, teens. They might not know mobile tech like you do. They might not have a Gmail account and know what the cloud even means. But when it comes to life issues, the things that don't change from generation to generation, they've learned a thing or two that you need to learn. And I hope and I pray that all the parents who are listening to this are seeking the Lord so that they can best communicate what they need to to the next generation. You know, things like how to handle your money, if you got it. How to wield and not wield credit cards. How to not get buried so deep in debt that you lose yourself. How to look at things in this culture, things like flat panel TVs and game systems and sweet theater sofa sets and all those things. How to look at those appropriately and not like God's. That's right, I said it. And how to delay gratification when you don't have the cash to be gratified. What do you mean? Well, the new movie comes out. Everybody wants to see the new movie. You don't get paid until Friday. Next Friday. Well, maybe you just should wait. It's okay to wait. There's a movie coming out, probably 10 movies coming out every weekend. Do you really need to see it when you don't have the cash? I don't know. Just things to grow up. I don't know how come I got on that tangent, but it all stemmed from encouraging you to not let other people direct the speed at which you chase your dreams. Can I say this, though? Okay, here, I, I told you, don't let other people like hurry you up and all this. But here I am about to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to hurry up. 
But what I am going to tell you to do is really ask yourself, why is it that I'm waiting? For those who are not actively seeking out their goals, but you're kind of, I don't know, you might be in a state of paralysis, a state of fear, a state of unsuredness. Or you might not even, you know, know what the, the next step is to get to the, the final step. I guess my encouragement to you is sometimes it's really easy to just sit and wait on God and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing and I need, I need you to help me get through this thing or, you know, or get to the thing, whatever it is. And my encouragement to you is, well, he's already given us his word. There is a word in there, I can be sure of it, that speaks to your situation in a, in a matter of speaking. And I would take a hold of that word and I would activate it by walking in faith in that thing toward your goal. Whether you believe God has given you the green light or not. I don't know if that's considered hurrying you up, speeding you up. I know everybody's personality style is not the same. So there are different speeds, so to speak, that people want to travel toward their dreams. Some people are very type A, go get and go get them kind of people and just can't understand why you don't just, you know, sell all you got and start that business you always dreamed of doing. Let's do it. Let's pull a plug. Uh, <laughs> let's pull the plug. Let's start the engine on this thing. And you might be a little bit more timid and let's say, well, I want to count the cost. I want to make sure that everything's lined up. And, and, and their personality is, no, let's just get going and we'll find out as, as we go. It's going to be a miserable process. If you want to count the costs and stuff and you've got somebody just clamoring to get this thing done, get it done. Now maybe you need that. And and you know, maybe that's the price you pay to get the final grandiose goal accomplished. It really depends on how important that is to you. But I am a person who likes to count the cost. I do feel like I'm a little bit type A. But I I guess I should be really glad about this, but I really love the process of going from A to B and being in the middle, and being in that process. I kind of like that. I think that's why I like mowing so much. Because every time your butt is in the seat of that mower, or if you're, or if you're walking behind a mower, you're in the process. You're not at A, you're not at B, you're somewhere in the between. I love that. Do you know why? Because every time I turn around, I see I've made a little bit more progress. And I can see that dream that I'm aiming for, I can see it completed even before I see it completed. I can see it in the spirit. So my encouragement to you today is to see things, whatever it is your goals are, the subordinate ones, the ones that are the more grandiose ones, I pray that you see it today fulfilled. In fact, let's do that. Let's pray.
Lord, everybody that's listening in today has a dream. I know they do. They have a goal. They have multiple goals. I'm sure they do. Lord, I'm asking that you would reveal your heart to each and every one of us, that we would all understand that you care for us, that you want to see us fulfilled, and that you want to see us reaching the dreams that you've placed in us, whether it's a ministry-type dream or a natural dream, whatever it is. I believe that you want to see those things fulfilled. And I believe that part of that process is this trusting in you as we do it. Because the thing that stands in the way of a lot of dreams, these hurdles that we face, many times they're things that we can't solve ourselves. And so we lean on you, Lord. Lord, help us to have people that we can lean on as we reach for these goals. People that spur us on, but still respect our personality. And so, Lord, I also believe that I guess what goes around comes around. So there are people that have goals, and I can help them. I can help spur them on. I can help them reach their goals. So for all of us, Lord, help us to not only be selfish in trying to seek our own goals, but help us to view others. Help us to see others the way you do so that we can stand alongside other people and help them reach their dreams. Because I know that there is wisdom inside of me that I can give out. Wisdom you gave me. And there's wisdom inside of every one of us that we can give out and help others. And in that process, we maybe reach a bigger goal, a bigger dream than we thought possible. So help us be selfless in that way. And I believe we'll go far. I thank you, Lord, for being there, for hearing our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, everybody, you stay in that word of God. You live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And dreams are big, but dreams are attainable when you're trusting in the Lord, your God Almighty, all right? And I will see you on the flip.